Hello, and welcome to the very first Hugcast, aka Conversations Over a Brew. My name is Patrick Fox from Heart of Glass. We are an arts organization based in St. Helens, Merseyside. And broadly speaking, we support artists and communities to go on creative journeys together and make art. Hogcast is a series of intimate recorded conversations exploring the stories of the people we make art with. They're typically recorded in St. Helens over a brew. So much goes into the making of a new artwork that you might not ever get to see or experience. So these conversations are a window into the process of making work. Behind any great artwork, and no matter the art form, there always exists a network of relationships between people, and typically lots of tea. This podcast is about the power of listening and conversation, and how making art can bring us together and create change. This podcast was recorded in late 2019, and so was recorded in person in St. Helens. However, as I record this introduction, the social distancing measures related to COVID-19 are in full effect. What is striking, though, is how the themes explored in this conversation seem to be more relevant than ever. Our first episode focuses on art and mental health and features a fascinating conversation between artist-activist James Ledbetter, a.k.a. The Vacuum Cleaner, and Fox Irving, mental health nurse and artist, although not necessarily in that order. Fox and James worked together on the Mad Love Takeover, our arts festival which took place in November 2019. This podcast was recorded in our Model of Takeover venue, which, to give you a visual, was a massive shop unit that was in Argos in central St. Helens until it became our Model of Takeover space. More precisely, this conversation took place on a comfy sofa inside a canvas bell tent, which acted as a chill-out area for the festival. James and Fox's broad-ranging discussion was recorded the day after the general election, so that gets touched on. We also cover off how they met, Spoiler alert, it was in a vegan cafe during a thunderstorm. Their first impressions of one another and how art can activate positive mental health spaces. Let us know what you think. We'll be continuing these types of conversations in the future, so your feedback is crucial. Without further ado, I'll shut up and you can listen and enjoy our very first podcast. When did we first meet? You have a different recollection to I think. I think we've had this conversation. You see, when did we first meet, James? We met at the Heart of Glass conference in the Working Men's Club with for about in May last year. Is that right? No. Oh dear. <laughs> I think I think I had this conversation with you. I. I saw you at the Live Art Development Agency in... Last night, Art Save My Life. Yeah, I think I'd seen you perform or do, do a... Tw- do you, a thing. Do a thing. And then I came up to meet Patrick Fox of Heart of Glass to have a chat. And he said, I think you need to go and see James. He's doing a performance in the Vegan Cafe in St. Helens. Oh, yeah. The thunderstorm where Doris hid under the table. Like a... Like her. Was that like, was Doris not there too? No, it was Emily's dog, not my dog. Oh, okay. Oh. You're right. And I remember. The, yeah. I remember now. Yeah. I found that event a bit weird. So I don't, I've kind of blocked it out of my head. Uh, for me, that event was, uh, I guess, first impressions as well. I came to that and I was quite nervous of coming to talk to you and kind of 
say... Shall we say what that event was so it has some context? Oh yes, do it, do it, I forget, I forget. <laughs> so yeah. Hard Glass does this thing called I Heart Thursday where the artists they're working with come and like share a film and I showed this like video diary piece that I made of a project I did called The Ship of Fools, mm -hmm. which is when mm -hmm. I turned my council flat into a mental health hospital for 28 yep. days. But it's a really... I mean, I like that piece. I think it's one of my better like projects or whatever. But mm -hmm. it's 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 pretty hardcore. Mm -hmm. It goes there. Yeah, it does. And it doesn't pull its punches. No. And it's got a really tragic ending. Yeah. So I think when I present it, it I don't I don't really like doing it, but I I, I see the value in it. That's why I can't remember the bits around it because it's okay. like I remember meeting somebody from Momos. Yeah, there was a, and, a, a and a vegan muffin. Vegan muffin. I remember the thunderstorm, as you said. Um, so I'd came to that, and I I think talked a bit about being in a hospital. You talked a bit. No, you talked a bit. Had, would you have talked? You would have in Probably. that piece, yeah. And I was like, "Hang on, I'm a mental health nurse." Where do I fit into this? Can I, could I do something? Could I offer something of value to your work or what you do or just, you know, but still apprehensive because I felt maybe that I was... The enemy. The enemy, yeah, Let's of call course. a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, I came up and I sat next to you and there's, they were like little wooden blocks. Can you remember? Yeah. And I was like, I'm a mental health nurse. <laughs> And I said, don't say it to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm an artist too, and I feel there might be something or something I could offer. I don't know. And I was a bit like... like and, yeah. and I think you were a bit... I felt like you were a bit apprehensive as well, maybe, potentially. Well, possibly. I, I, won't, yeah. I won't deny that. I also, like... If people talk to me after my work, I don't really like it. Okay. Because I, I, f I don't know why. Okay. I guess, I guess it's like when I've seen you talk or, you know, do your your work and that it's what it, what for me it comes out. It's very emotive and emotional, right? Exactly. It's, it's like and I, yeah. So I used to do this piece called Mental. Yeah. Which was like my, was like my autobiographical piece when I read all my mental health records and when I was making it um, an artist called Kim Noble helped me make it <clears throat> and he said to me it was really good advice he was like you should definitely not see the audience afterwards you really have to protect yourself because you're gonna like really open yourself up yeah and that's of value to people but you can't save people you can't become people's therapists Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. if you open yourself up, that that will happen. People will come to you and like, yeah, like share. And some people will offload, not just share, but offload. So, and and you'll you'll last like two minutes. Yeah. So, I'm I'm like mindful of that, and I think also like. As you know, when when you've made yourself vulnerable, it can feel a bit icky. Yeah. Afterwards, like yeah. you must have that in your job. 
Yeah. When yeah. you see a patient outside of the hospital, yeah. there's like that complex thing of like, do I acknowledge that person? Mm -hmm. Do I respect their privacy? Like, because you, you're, you're creating these really intense bonds really quickly. Um, and then the context change. Yeah. You're not in the performative moment. Yeah. You're not in the hospital. So, what you should have led with was, I'm a scouser <laughs> and a mental health nurse. <laughs> and then one cancels the other. Oh, around. does it? Does it? <laughs> of course maybe, it does. Maybe, maybe I should have done that. Um, but I, can't, I think I just sat there in that audience that night. Yeah. And for me, I was like, it was the first time I started thinking about because they've always been se quite separate for me. Yes. I've been in mental health and then I've been a live artist, yeah. performance, angry protest, and I've always kept them quite separate. Yeah. But what I'm starting to realise, especially with this project, is they, they're, they're interlinked. It's got, they can't not be. Yeah. When everything, my other live art is about my, my mental health. Well, around it, my own mental health. Yes. Right? Because also that's... I'm going to drop you in it here. Okay. That's why you became a mental health nurse, it is, isn't it? It is, to try and fix things that I couldn't fix at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is that like... Because there's the act of like... Um, growing up in a challenging environment and being a caring person and that need... I think it's a good need yeah. to want to help other people because that helps yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, and then there's the need to express that, which can be difficult within a more formal professional space. Like, being a nurse, Yeah. like, it's different to being an artist, isn't it? Yeah, it is different. I mean, it's, those questions throw me, but a little bit is like... I couldn't do the care at home. Yeah. It's a very different dynamic. Well, that's because you were a child. Because I was a child. <laughs> I mean, it's not your role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so I couldn't do it as a, as a, as a child. And then I obviously, part of being a mental health... No, 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 no. You shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. Because you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, that's taken a long, a long <laughs> yeah, way yeah, but to, I'm just, to like, get to... Uh, no, but I have to, like, correct that because it's like... I know there are young carers yeah. in this country. And then we know why that's happening. Yeah. Tories. Yeah. But it's, it's and I, 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 yeah, I'm not yeah. having a go, but no, like, no, that no, language is it, important. I know, and that language is important, but it take, for, for young carers, I think especially, or it takes a long time. I mean, it's taken until I've just hit my 40s to like, until I can say that was wrong, my childhood. You only turned 40 like two weeks ago, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's taken me right till now. Uh, I do not, it's on this radio, but I do not look my age. But anyway, I'm just going to move past that. But um, yeah, obviously, like the mental health role that was for me is to try and fix things I couldn't fix as a child. Yeah. But then the art for me was because I couldn't express those emotions. Yeah. It's come out in the art. Yeah. Yeah. My anger, I did a, a, about two years of just doing black paintings. Yeah. And not acknowledging what those angry black paintings were about. <laughs> so. So as I come and I start to, I've do, you know, I, I, I go to therapy. I've, got, mm. I've worked a lot with, with a therapist that's kind of getting me to put these pieces together. But, um, yeah, it, but it's, I think this project and what's inspired me to get involved in this project 
is me trying to fit them all together, perhaps. What is this project? And I don't necessarily mean like, because maybe if somebody's coming to this as a yeah, first time listener, yeah. you can go on the Heart of Glass website and just read a bit about it. Yeah. Like a mad love takeover, yeah. a, a festival for mental health yeah. in St. Helens for the month of November. But also, what is it for you on a personal level? On a personal level, um, so I think we met, we officially met, I think you asked me at that conference, at the, the Heart of Glass yeah. conference, that you, you wanted me, Pat, you talked to Patrick Fox. Yeah. He thought we should work together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was, it was, I, I'd done some work with Heart of Glass. It was about me coming back up north because I'm originally from Liverpool. Yeah. It was me, it, for me, it was working on a project that I could bring my skills and my art together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'd imagined before I walked through the door because what it, it changed as soon as I came into that space for the first time. I, could, I know you'd taken over the Argos, yeah. but I'd never imagine it, I'd imagine it to be this big. I kind of know we had meetings about it and talked yeah. about it. And I thought it'd be, okay, I'm going to, because I was a lead host and we did some training with the other hosts around mental health, how to have conversations, yeah. how to have difficult conversations, how to signpost. But what I wasn't ready for was the fact that because of the space and how it was and how it you know the aesthetic of it or something about it was that what not everyone that came through the door knew somebody with mental health had experienced it and was so open to being open because mm. whenever i worked in mental health mm. you're placed in it and either in a ward a clinical set and people don't want to open up for various reasons mm. um and or I'm in the community, again, they're very guarded, but this space just made people open up. Like, yeah. straight away, quite heavy stuff. Um, and... You know what the tagline for that is? What is, is it? Which um, Hannah Hull came up with. It's putting the treat in treatment. Yeah. Because you know from mental health services, not because people that work in them are bad, mm. but because of the resources available, yeah. those spaces are not nice. No. And so what does that do to a person? Very quickly, it shuts you down. Yeah. Because you feel like you've done something bad. Yeah. So flip it on its head, right? Yeah. And for me, that space became, I've worked ten, 10 years in the NHS. Yeah. And it was as if, all the things I'd wanted through my through working in the NHS for the space to look like for a place to be for people had happened in this space. Yeah. Uh, it's a space where we know generally people are good people. No matter what's, where they are in life, what stage they are, generally people want to be with people and communicate and talk and help each other, I found. Am I being too, too misswilled with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I? Um, no. Um, I think it's difficult to drill down into the specifics of that. Okay. 
I'm not, that's not a criticism. No, no, no. That's like, I find that hard. Like, if people say, like, but on a, like, I've been in those situations where people go, like, but really drill down into what is happening and how it works. And I go, I, I don't know if I can. Okay. And I think part of the problem with Mad Love as a project is it's very difficult to be, like, to meet a, a commissioner for the NHS. Mm -hmm. I would have to put it in a certain way in which they, yeah. you know, a quantifiable way in which they would understand, and I can't do that. Yeah. And I feel like I could say, come here, try it, yeah. and you will understand what I'm talking yeah. about. But what I'm talking about is it being welcoming, it being a little bit luxurious on a very small budget, yeah. and non-judgmental. And those are like super like top-level things, mm -hmm. but it's just about an attitude, isn't it? And that's the difference between art and like healthcare provision. Yeah. Art, particularly performance and live art world, is very much about an attitude. Yeah. Whether that's like a punk attitude or a DIY attitude or a squat attitude or a queer attitude or whatever, you, you know what I mean? Well, Things yeah, have that, about, that energy about them. It's energy, but it's also those, you are taking a risk yourself. Mm. So when I came in for the first time I was in this space, coming from an NHS nurse, I was like, so risk assessing the whole space. <laughs> like literally, what <laughs> I'm doing is- one, anti-ligature like, two. This is such a, like I've been so drilled in it. Yeah. But that, but when it's to art, you'll take that risk. Like, as they would say in the positive risk taken. Yeah. Um, but that's what with live art and those you take a risk with your own emotions as well, your own kind of opening up. Yeah. So it was not. It, I got out of that quickly with my risk assessment space. <laughs> Working with you, I was like, I'll oh, just 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 trust just trust in the space, and it was fine. Yeah, but also trust people because I think one of the most positive like care, mental health care experiences I ever had was um, there's a place in Finsby Park called the May Tree, okay, and it's a uh, it's a charity and it's like uh, it's like a, it's called a like suicidal respite house. Mm -hmm. and you're only allowed to go once in your life. You only go for four nights, and um, it's like four bedrooms and it's run by volunteers and they have therapists. And when you arrive, the the amazing thing that they do is they hand you responsibility. They say, and they're taking in really actively suicide yeah. people, and they say, if you come here, you are responsible for yourself. There is a lock on the door. Yeah. Like, but you're coming here to work. You're getting your yeah. head down, you're getting the work done. Yeah. And something in you wants to survive. Yeah. So that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah. But if you're in a dangerous place, if, if you know, if those feelings, those big feels are really coming out, this is the procedure, this is, the, this is where the alarm is, yeah. you reach out, la 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 yeah. And so, like that experience, and, and I, I had an experience there at four in the morning where I had to press the emergency alarm where mm -hmm. I was like, I mm -hmm. was a bit scared, versus my experience of going into adult acute wards where I arrive on the ward, I'm actively suicidal, and a, and a nurse force feeds me a yogurt, yeah, and then I'm sedated. Yeah, that's not. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. I'm like, I'm not. I'm I'm in a dark place, and I've got the big feels, but I'm not stupid. So. So, 
look at what you've like your inspiration and as being part of this project would you say after that has it has it changed you in any way is it going to change your practice or well interestingly i woke up yesterday morning i don't know if people remember but the 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 tories uh yeah. They got this really big landslide in this... Mm. Elect- I don't know, do mm. people remember that at home? Can people remember how they feel after I'm that? Still, still foggy. Just like, to be clear for the listeners at home, it's the day. It's Saturday and that happened on Friday morning. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Friday, yeah, 2019. Um, so I guess I woke up and, I, I, you know, I wasn't surprised, but I was still in shock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think experiences like that make me go I need to really focus yeah and be really smart yeah with my organizing and my activism and my art yeah and I feel like this country is going to get harder yeah more violent towards marginalized and poor people mm. so actually I feel like this project has made me go put your energy into the right places yeah. with the right collaborators mm, mm. with a smart use of the resources available um, and yeah so I think it's like keep doing what you're good at but um, that's hard to do when you're when you're hustling as a yeah. freelancer. Yeah. Because those gigs come along for me in Germany or mm. wherever and it's like Yeah. That's a good amount of money, I can't really turn that down. But I mean the work you're doing over there is about changing I mean it's hard, isn't it? Because I think after yesterday my initial reaction was to run. Yeah. Was to run away, go yeah. somewhere different. Um Liverpool. Somewhere really safe. But I am quite privileged as you know. No, that's a massive privilege. That's a is. massive privilege that yeah. I can even think that. Yeah. Especially coming from, you know, quite you know, I council of state benefit, grew up on benefits and now I'm kind of in a position where I can think about that. Yeah. But then I realise it is about refocusing yeah. and being with your group, your yeah. people yeah. and getting together and being together yeah. and getting through these what's going to be a tough five possibly five years yeah I think also I'm, I'm quite impatient okay I've not noticed <laughs> and like so I, I, and I and I feel like I've been doing Mad Love for like five years and when when it kind of formed as an idea it was so clear in my head yeah that if you made spaces beautiful if you made them welcoming and if there were people with lived experience were involved in the running of them, yeah. that it would be a lot better than what we had. Yeah. And I still believe that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm still right. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. <laughs> so.